0: Hi, welcome back to Living with MS, Truth Be Told. Uh, This morning on the program, we have a gentleman by the name of David Head, um, who actually writes amazing blogs. He has wonderful, beautiful words. And some of the things that we're going to talk to Dave about this morning is a piece he wrote about, My Truth Explained. David, I've read your extraordinary words, and in addition, I'm honored to have you on the show as our guest. So, welcome, David. How are you?
1: Well, thank you very much for having me, Marie. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm getting over a bit of a cold, but that's what tends to happen this time of year
0: yeah yeah I need I need my listeners to know that when you and I reached out this week uh, you were saying oh I have a cold but I'm going to yeah. try and make it and then I saw your email this morning and I thought oh my god David you are such a trooper because the whole family's sick yeah <laughs> which isn't they funny were. but yeah okay um now you are the first guest on our show that i i like to call dual diagnosis because you don't have just ms you have um other ailments that you're struggling with but i want to start with um your ms diagnosis and in your piece um you wrote my truth explained and i like that so much because as you know the podcast is called truth be told because everybody living with ms has their own truth uh can you tell me about what your your MS diagnosis was like and what immediately um, followed?
1: Well, it was it definitely caught me off guard. As many of us who are diagnosed with MS find, um, I proposed to my wife on Christmas Day in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Seven days later, on New Year's Eve day, we're in the hospital receiving this news. Okay. So to hear that message from a neurologist and a team of doctors after doing some diagnostic testing, it it really pulled into question what is going to happen to the rest of my life. I've just become engaged to the woman I love. She said yes. Is this going to change things? What is MS? I didn't know a lot about the disease before Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. I don't have a deep-seated family tree full of MS patients. I, I have one aunt who's actually a removed aunt from the family who has MS. Okay.
2: And that's it. Okay.
1: I, so I, I didn't know a lot about the disease. Obviously, my fiancé at the time didn't know a lot about the disease. So we just had a big question mark in front of us.
0: One of the things I loved about your pieces, and for sure we will share with our listeners at the end of this, uh, where they can read your words, but I was laughing because you said that, you know, here you have this diagnosis um, and you have other medical conditions. And you said, you know, trying to hide all of your medical uh, conditions. And I said to you, I know what it's like to do the dance of desperation to play off symptoms. But what what is it like with you with multiple conditions? And let's talk about what those multiple conditions are.
1: Um, Well, I'll start off in 2003 Mm -hmm. when I was 21 years old. Um, I developed some soreness in my abdomen. Um, I had blood in my stool, things like that. At 21 years old, it's not something you really want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, I was getting ahead in my career. I had recently been promoted. Things were going really good. And for me to say, ooh, I'm having these issues, I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. Yes, a lot of it had to do with my age and my personality, but, I mean, it got to the point where I was in the hospital, and after doing testing, they said, look, you've got severe ulcerative colitis. Um, We need to do surgery. They tried different treatments before surgery, which Mm -hmm. did not help. So there I was, 21 years old, 99 pounds, wasted away, Mm -hmm. and I ended up with an ileostomy. Okay. Um, for okay. those who may not know what an ileostomy is, I had um, my colon removed right. um, due to disease, which resulted in a ostomy bag on my abdomen.
0: Right. No. I, no. I'm. I'm definitely yeah. familiar with that. Um, okay. So what? So then, what happened after that?
1: Um, so going back to work, I, I did my best to hide it because I didn't want people to see it as I'm vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I can't do things. So I. I I worked both I focused on it and I didn't focus on hiding it. Right. It just it happened but it didn't happen where I just I didn't want it to be who I was having an ostomy pouch. Right. So that's where it really began for me to hide my condition.
0: Now now um, you do sorry David you do know ahead. that the the diagnosis age, and I know a lot a lot of people diagnosis for things like Crohn's disease, um, ileitis, colitis, is around that age twenty twenty one. It yeah. all seems to hit people just when they're finishing or they're starting or in yeah. university, and that just also lines up with the age for an MS diagnosis. Yeah, you know, so yeah, you got hit with a d- double whammy because you were diagnosed with MS at twenty three, right? Yes. Okay, so you were doing a dance of desperation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's go to the next condition. Was Was that the MS or? Uh,
1: so yes, uh, the pyoderma, or sorry, the um, ulcerative colitis was in 2003, mm-hmm. four, five, 6. In two thousand six, was the MS diagnosis. Right. Um, and learning. To balance those, it wasn't too too bad for me on a personal level because I had come grown so accustomed to living with an ileostomy. Right. So it, now it was, you know, the visual impairments while trying to do changes, things like that. Um, I did um, a few years after that in 2008 um, develop a very rare skin disease, um, which is also related to ulcerative colitis. Right. Called Pyoderma gangrenosum. Try saying that three times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get a prize? Um, th- can I ask you? At any time, sure. did you talk to your neurologist about the the um, colitis? Like, is was there anything? Was there any? Um, what's the what I'm looking for? Was there any kind of correlation that they could have said? Well, one might have influenced the other, or.
1: Looking at my MRI scans, um, they had determined I had MS um, for a number of years. It was just inactive. Mm -hmm. Um, They both are autoimmune diseases, right? So that was the only correlation that the neurologist has made at the time Mm of the diagnosis was saying, you know, it's it's not completely uncommon to both have a ulcerative colitis as well as develop MS.
0: Okay, and I'm assuming that you um, with, the, uh, with the colitis, um, you're on a special diet or you're on a very restricted diet. Does that help your MS?
1: Um, that's hard to say because since I was 21, I've had to adjust my diet and I've, I've not paid close attention to specific things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I, I, I can't truthfully answer that.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. It's just that as I'm speaking to you, and I know I I apologize because I hadn't written these questions before, but as I'm speaking to you, I'm I'm sort of things are are coming to mind that I just you know while I have you on here, I wanted to ask you. So this all happens to you, and you've got this great and amazing writing that you're doing. All your words of hope and advice. How did that come about? Um, What 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 inspired you to write some of this stuff down and share these stories?
1: Well, as I just I'm in those quiet moments by myself and I just reflect on my experiences I always thought to myself and I've come across such amazing people through the Calgary Ostomy Society through the Canadian Ostomy Society and meeting these people that really impacted my life and they shared their stories with me which inspired and empowered myself and I thought you know I'm sure there's got to be somebody out there who my story will help to motivate, to carry forward, to keep going, mm-hmm. give inspiration to. So I did begin to write. Um, I, I never thought it would explode to where it is today. Um, I simply just wanted to get my story out there so people understood that they're not alone, so that I could open the dialogue around a lot of these diseases that some people don't feel comfortable talking about, such as I didn't feel to- feel comfortable talking about when i was 21 years old so with a blog you may not know who's all reading it and that's fine with me right Uh, i just like getting my message out there sharing my stories people understand hey he's done it he knows people who've done it so i can do it
2: exactly that's
1: ultimately why i began to write
0: um, I just want to read one of the um, responses that I, I when I was reading your your report or your words rather. Uh, yeah. They said, "Dave, my hat goes off to you. Mm. Great post, Dave. It moved me so much, and that must really, really empower you, David, to know that you know you've been you were dealt a double whammy, and you know not not a very pleasant one. I understand. Um, so, how do you feel when you read about the impact you have on on, on your readers?
1: Well and I know that comment and very many similar to it and they've come from everywhere they've come from Australia, the Mm -hmm. UK, America all across Canada but what really impacts me such as that comment you're speaking to is people I've worked with in the past that I may not have seen in almost 20 years, people I graduated high school with, people I went to elementary school with have even reached out to me through the blog and just Seeing that and reading that and feeling their energy, it's 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 hard for me to describe it in words. It's just very empowering.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, does it inspire you? Does it absolutely, give you absolutely. A, a lift? Yeah, right. Yeah, it, so it's cumulative. That's wonderful. Tell me about the roller coaster. You wrote an article. You went <laughs> on your blogs. It was life as a roller coaster. And I and I understand you're a big fan of Ferris Bueller's, but day off, right? Yes, Bueller, Bueller. <laughs> So tell us about tell us about roller coaster. It did get so many responses. Why do you think it resonated so much with people?
1: When I try to share my story, it's it's hard. It's hard sometimes for people to truly grasp the idea if they've not experienced something that painful and that life changing themselves or with somebody very close to them. So when I started to just think of ideas on what to write next and. I just wanted to use something that people could touch onto, something that people could grasp. Mm -hmm. And when you think about a Royal Coaster, most people can ride roller coasters or have in the past. When you get on a roller coaster, you're going fast, you're going up, you're going down. You don't know necessarily if you're going to be turning right, you're turning left. You don't know where you're going. You're basically strapped in along for the ride, which I relate to life. Right. We don't always have control of which way the direction of our life is going to go. We're just strapped in and doing our best to hold on tight and get to the end. And for me, the roller coaster is just a great analogy to use um, as a visual so that people can say, okay, I get what he's talking about. And it seemed that um, I've written two now using a roller coaster kind of as a metaphor and both of them have um, people I've actually resonated with which
0: yeah, yeah. and that, that's why I asked you to share it with the listeners because I, I myself read it and I thought wow this is really really amazing amazing cool. writing um, now uh, reading your story you have an amazing support team at home does that get you through your fear because <laughs> I know your what's your three, three words is it fear, doubt and hope yeah okay let's talk about fear, doubt and hope and how that gets you through
1: Well, I mean, when it comes to my support at home, um, my fiance that I proposed to seven days before I was diagnosed with MS has been my wife for almost 10 years, 10 years next month, actually. And
0: well, congrats, without, congratulations well, on you. that, and uh, tell her for me personally um, that uh, all the MS people are behind you, and we we praise her because you know, you know, and I know that there's a lot of people who are in relationships, and when they get diagnosed, the other person walks away. So, thank your wife uh, for for us as well. Okay, yeah, she's an extraordinary I will, I will. person. So, anyway, go on.
1: <laughs> um, w- without her and her support. Um, I, I I know it sounds cliche, but I don't know where I would be. Um, not just with the MS, but when I've had bouts of ulcerative colitis and issues with the ostomy, mm-hmm. when I had pyodermic nosum, which is basically ulcerative colitis on the surface of the skin. Right. She literally was my wound care nurse at our home when our babies were still babies. Right. So, I mean... she's she's just, there's no words to describe. She's just always been there. And her compassion has just shone through with both of our children. Um, My daughter, our daughter, sorry, is eight years old, and our son is going to be six next month. Mm -hmm. And for what they have seen, especially our daughter, um, she's just amazing and so compassionate with her friends and with our family and with strangers. So it's amazing to see that come through in our children as well. Um, but outside of the household, I have an incredibly supportive mother who uh, okay. my parents divorced when I was a child. And I'm still very close with my father. He lives in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, but my mom is local here in Calgary. And, you know, she's always been there. When, you know, I had seizure activity a number of years ago. Um, again, our daughter had just been born um, about a month and a half before they started. And my mom was at our house taking care of the baby so that my wife could take me to the hospital. And she's just very incredibly supportive. Um, I have two incredibly supportive sisters.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, without family and friends just being there to support in the low times, it's, it's just insurmountable in my
0: opinion, how uh, okay, uh, to get through. I want, yeah, I want, yeah, I want to, sh- I want you to share with us um, because we have a lot of people on the show um, who are like yourself are doing incredible things and, and, and sharing and, and keeping up. But I need us to let people who are diagnosed, especially the newly diagnosed, that even though we do really great things, we do have our own, pl- we do have our own, um, uh, like sort of, plan for our days I mean we, you know fatigue is still there no matter how yeah. uh, ju- you know, how much hope we have or um, you know how, how uh, you know happy we are or hopeful we are or, mm. you know but we still get tired we still get fatigued um, so we all have to work out a plan where we know um, how to listen to our bodies and we know that you know maybe there's a day when we're just going to have to take a slug day and just relax right do you agree with right. me that we need absolutely. to absolutely okay Yeah. And you do that too?
1: I I do my best. um, But um, more often than not, my wife will notice it before I do. Yes, of course you will, yeah. And, of course, it just comes down to the partnership we have. And she'll see it in me because, you know, right now I'm not working. Um, It's a a new reality of mine that um, we're facing together where Mm -hmm. um, long-term employment just isn't in my future any longer. And again, it's not in my control. It's just another turn on the roller coaster. Right. And um, so when she sees me and I, I, I feel sometimes, you know, I'm just at home, you know, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. But then, you know, I'm white and she gets home and she says, well, what did you do all that for? And I said, well, you know, I just want to support. And she's like, I need you to take care of yourself. That's the
2: support right, that right. I
1: need from you and our children need from you. So, you know, those conversations are lessening because I suppose I'm starting to wise up after 10 years of marriage, Mm -hmm. Um, but um, it's definitely one of those battles I still struggle with at times, but um, you definitely and I definitely need to pay closer attention to those body signals
0: and i think that's i think that's really important david that we're having this discussion because you know i don't want people when they hear that they're going to be a caregiver or somebody from ms that it's going to be really difficult because yeah. i find with my husband it's 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 just simply a matter of no, Marie, I really would rather you not go yep. up today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I really don't think you need to go shopping. No. I think, you know, I'd really rather you, you take it easy because you're start you're starting, I think the term he uses, you're a little wonky. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, yeah, when a police officer asks you to do a blind sobriety test and you haven't had a drink for 10 years, that's not yeah. a good day to yeah. be taking on something new. <laughs> um, can you tell me about a reader that you know who was truly inspired by your words? How did you help them?
1: Um, I, I, I saw this question and I, I put a lot of thought into this question, but, um, I think just out of respect for that individual, um, I'd rather not name names. Oh, of but course. No, I no, no, no.
0: Don't need name names. No,
1: just say, what it. I will say is that this person is local in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, it's somebody I did not go to school with. It's somebody I did not work with. Um, this person just read my writings, um, Saw my Twitter feed, saw some conversation engagement that I've had throughout Facebook and Twitter. And um, this person reached out to me. And, you know, being at the same age I was when I was diagnosed, um, she's just really taken my experience and related it to herself and really just come to understand that, okay, the relationship she had failed after the
2: diagnosis Okay.
1: Um Still being young, youthful, she found somebody new, built a relationship. After a few months, that too crumbled as soon as the first relapse came.
0: Oh dear, okay.
1: But now, and this is a few years ago now, she's in a relationship with somebody that she's known for a long time, and it's one of those you were friends before you became more than friends, Mm -hmm. and Just seeing my story, hearing my words, and having coffee with me in person and just speaking through it and talking it out really inspired her, and she's now in a loving relationship. Um, And it just resonated with me because if I hadn't written, if I hadn't put my story out there... Mm would not have read it she may you know who knows where she would have ended up and it's just very empowering for me and motivates me to just keep doing what I'm doing so that I can continue to help others
0: well David I want I want to congratulate you on that I mean that must mean so much to you and and to know that your words have that kind of impact on on people I'm going to ask you about how our listeners can read your words of hope. But before I ask you that, I want to know, how's the YouTube channel coming
2: along?
1: <laughs> well, the YouTube channel is still a work in progress. Um, much like the blog, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to start writing a blog a while before I actually started to do the blog. Mm-hmm. Um, with the YouTube channel, I got everything set up. I was going to start it last week. But then, you know, the family got sick. I got right. very sick. Um You had to do this interview.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: As people with MS understand, if you get a cold or a mild flu, it affects you differently than it does somebody without MS. It triggers a lot of things, you know, optic neuritis, bounce back, um, vertigo bounce back. back. So it really knocks me down more than the average person. So um, the YouTube channel will get started up next week. Um, I'm committed to it. Um, It's something, again, I've been wanting to do for some time now. Um, everything is set up, ready to go. Um, I have my graphics all done, I have my talking points ready to go. So it will be started um, next week.
0: Okay, and will you be looking for guests uh, for your YouTube show or?
1: Um, I believe I will. Okay. Um, great. Like so I said, I, I've never done this before. <laughs> so yeah so we'll let, it'll let be me a learning for me but yeah. yeah, absolutely
0: let us know it truth be told and we'll certainly put a shout out for you and see if we can okay. connect people for you now how can our listeners read these great words of hope
1: um, I am on WordPress mm-hmm. um, so it is living your life through time right um, dot wordpress.com dot right um, I've been doing it since January of 2016, so they're all archived on there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do my best to post at least once a week, Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes twice a week, depending on, you know, life. It may skip a week, but... um, Overall, each week, I, I, I like to put up some new content.
0: Great. And, and uh, Josette will also have the links that you sent me. I'll send them over to her. Okay. And they will be on our Truth Be Told uh, website um, as well. So all of our listeners will be able to hear your wonderful words. David, I want to thank you so much. Um, you're in Calgary, so it's a little earlier for you than us. So thank you for this, especially with your family being <laughs> sick. Um, my uh, my uh, hellos and and well wishes to your family and your wife. And thank you, David, so much for this. Well, thank
1: Have you so much day. for having me, Marie. Okay, thank you so much. Cheers. Bye.
2: Bye. <laughs>